0: Welcome to The Porchcast, the podcast where we talk about being a creative business owner and all the crazy ups and downs that go along with that. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, and I can't wait to get started. the PorchCast. I'm really excited to have my friend Jillian Todd with Atlantic Bookkeeping here on the PorchCast today. We're going to talk about money and budgeting as a creative entrepreneur and why it's even important for us to have that conversation at all as creative people when we just want to be making and creating beautiful things and not worrying about spreadsheets and things like that. So I'm so excited to have Jillian here. Jillian, do you mind giving us like a little intro on yourself and how you how you got into this field in the first place?
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the PorchCast. I'm excited to be here and talk about all things money. Um, yeah, so I have always been a math person like my mom was actually a math teacher Um, I like studied finance in school and it kind of led me down an interesting path. I was working in accounting for like a big law firm, actually like crunching numbers all day, doing that kind of work. um, And I hated it. (laughs) It was awful. Um, The money was really good. I love doing the math. I love crunching the numbers and like helping them make strategic decisions. But I just felt like my impact wasn't enough. So that led me to looking for other opportunities. I started doing the same thing business bookkeeping and accounting for small businesses and then led me into helping people with their personal finances as well. So it's really fun. I really love helping people understand their money and feel empowered by their money. I think it's so important when you look at the way money impacts our lives, like it touches every aspect of our lives. So it's not enough to ignore it. You have to look at it. You have to be strategic with it and like use it as a tool to create the life that you want, not the other way around.
0: Totally. Yeah, totally. Why do you you think like creative people in general or women, like, why do you think we're so afraid to talk about it or to be empowered with our money? Like, do you see things come up for your clients a lot where you're like, this, this thing seems like it gets people tripped up. Like, um, why do you think we do that?
1: Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with like the roles of women in our society in general, right? Like we have a problem standing up for what we want and like asking for more and being confident in ourselves. Right. So I think it's, tied to a lot of that. But I think especially with money, especially like if you grew up in a more traditional household, you don't think this is something I ever need to really address. Like you grew up, your parents take care of you and then you'll get married and your partner will take care of you. It's not really something that we ever like condition ourselves to think about. We're like, oh, someone else will take care of me. Oh, someone else will handle this. I don't really have to focus on that. That's not really my job. But when you flip it and can, can kind of, like I said, use money as a tool to create the life that you want and like use it to empower yourself. like. Money is not something that should scare you or make you nervous or worried, like, it can be such a great tool for joy and adventure and freedom and options and all the things that we love. So, I think it really comes from that like, the way that we're raised and the way that society really treats women and also treats money. Like, people are afraid to ask for money, they're afraid to talk about money, like, even saying it out loud. Like, we've probably said money 15 times already in this conversation. (laughs) People are probably cringing every time, Ah! but like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so people, like, it's a it's a big fear, like unspoken thing. So I'm really trying to like debunk that
0: show you that like, you don't have to be afraid of it. You can feel empowered by it. And like normalize the conversations around it of like, it's okay to talk about this. It's okay to have a plan and to want your business to thrive. And it can have like a big impact on your own life, but also that that ripples out to your community and people around you too. I love that. Um, Well, when you're working with creatives or, you know, one of the things that, that is so unique about like being a freelancer or being an artist is that sometimes people don't know when they're getting paid or like how much they're going to make. And so a lot of the traditional business advice or um, like budgeting advice doesn't work because we're like, well, I don't know what I'm going to make next month. And what if, what if I make $0? What if I make a lot of dollars, you know? Um, and I feel like that keeps people and keeps creatives from even having any kind of plan. So like, what's your advice for creatives or artists, if they're trying to like make a plan for their money, but kind of don't know where to start? Yeah, absolutely.
1: This is something that comes up a lot. Cause like you said, like I own my own business. You run a business. If you're creative or maybe freelance or have non-traditional income, it's hard to budget because the first thing they're going to ask you is like, how much money do you make? And you're like, well, I don't really know. And so (laughs) a budget is supposed to give you comfort, right? Like the entire reason that you put together a budget is not to stress you out or freak you out or make you like, give you a headache with spreadsheets. It is to have a plan ahead of time. So when the money comes in, or maybe, you know, not as much money comes in as you thought was going to come in, you have a plan. You're not worried. You're not like automatically put into that fear spiral, right? Like you're like, I've thought about it this ahead of time. I can be strategic. I know exactly what I'm going to do if I bring in a lot of money or like not a lot of money. And so that's really how you need to approach budgeting as well. The first thing I always say is like, get really clear on your minimum number. So like the number that you need to live your life every single month, your rent, your fixed expenses, your credit card, your car note, date with your partner, like all of it, whatever you need to live in a month and then make a plan for both the good months, like the months where you kill your sales goals and you have all the hours and you're like doing all the projects, but then also a plan for the months that maybe are a little slower. Like if you're slower on the holidays or like with Corona, if things are a little bit slower for you, like having a plan for both can give you that comfort and know that you're taking care of. So you're not constantly worried about, Oh my gosh, am I going to have enough to cover rent or my credit card this month? Like, you know, you have a plan ahead of time and it just like frees up all that extra mental space. So you can focus on, more projects and more fun and like it just yeah just frees you up to
0: have more fun totally yeah and knowing that bare minimum number that is like such good advice because sometimes we're like well I know how much I spent last month but like how much if if I have a slower month what is kind of like covers all my basics and I remember when I was new to like being an like um new to photography as a full-time thing my partner at the time was in the music industry and we hit December and both of our incomes just like went away and it was like December we had no money and we were not prepared for it that first year because we didn't know that that was how the uh, season went and so then the next year we like intentionally saved for December it was like this is our December fund (laughs) Um, do you do you like encourage people to have maybe a couple months saved like flex of that bare minimum number just in case they have a month like that or what's kind of like what are some of the things you encourage people to think about yeah of course so I definitely recommend having an emergency fund
1: like I said it just gives you that comfort of like knowing if things get slow or maybe you know an unexpected expense comes up you're not automatically like scrambling for cash. Like you've got a little bit of time to make a plan to assess the whole thing with budgeting. The whole thing with having a financial plan is like giving yourself space and time and energy to like put together a plan. Like I I always say that we're human beings and like you're not going to make the best decisions when you're scared and nervous and like have a pit in your stomach because you don't know how you're going to pay your credit card. It just, you're going to make better decisions. You're going to feel better if you make that plan ahead of time. So yes, I suggest people have some kind of an emergency savings. I usually say two to three months of income. And I say that because, especially as a freelancer, especially as uh, owning your own business, like knowing that if I don't make another penny for the next three months, like I will be okay. And it gives me that time to figure out another plan, maybe look for side gigs, pick up extra hours somewhere, like having that comfort at like, knowing that you'll be okay is like the first step to like growth and shifting from like a place of lack and stress and fear and anxiety to a place of like security
0: and comfort and abundance. You have to give yourself that room. Totally. Yeah. I love that you brought that up of like shifting from the lack all the time. Cause when we have that, um, it's like that roller coaster of hi. And then like, it's all gone. Then it's easy for us to stay in that lack place. Right? Like maybe could you explain the lack versus abundance mindset or like how you see that play out for people?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So lack is, I think where most of us start from, like it's really based in fear. So it's like, there's not enough for me. I have to work really hard to like bust my ass and hustle all the time to like make an income. If I am not working, then I'm losing money. Like when I feel lack, I feel like tight in my chest, it's like that feeling of like restriction and fear and you're nervous and like maybe a little bit of anxiety around money as opposed to abundance where you are secure. You are confident in yourself. You know that you trust yourself. You know more money is coming. It's, it's just really like shifting, like I said, from a place of like fear, doubt, anxiety to a place of like, I know that I've got my back. I know that I am creative. I figured it out before I'll figure it out this time. And there are many opportunities for me instead of like, focusing in maybe on like one stream of income and forcing something to happen, like knowing that there's so many things you can do and there's so many options and money is out there and it's abundant and like, let me go figure out how I'm going to make me some instead of like, oh my gosh, I have to like get two clients right now because I have to pay my credit card. Right. So it's just like the difference in energy and how you face money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of us have correlations in our head between budgeting and like shame and lack mindset And so I love that you teach budgeting from a place of abundance and like protecting yourself, giving yourself peace and room to grow. Um, Do you find that like a lot of of budgeting education or money knowledge is like very shame and like fear-based?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think people rock between one of two places. They're like, I'm not gonna look at my bank account at all and I'm not gonna budget. I don't know how much I'm making. I'm just gonna like fly by the seat of my pants. Or they're the opposite where they're like, I'm going to budget every single penny and like, here's my plan and I'm sticking to it. And if I spend an extra $2, I'm going to have a panic attack, right? And so I think instead of focusing on where you can cut back or the things you shouldn't be doing or all the things you're doing wrong, like you should really focus your budget on like noticing the patterns, right? Like having empathy for yourself. I think when I first tell people when they first start budgeting, I don't want you to make like a very strict plan. In the beginning, like, just start writing down the expenses that you have. Because as you start writing them down, you will start to notice patterns and not even have a place from shame of like, oh, I shouldn't have gone to Target twice that week. But like, hey, is there a way that I could be more efficient in my life? Is there a way that I could support myself more? I know for me, when I first started budgeting, I noticed I would go to the grocery store like twice a week. And it's just me. Like I'm a single woman living by myself with a dog. I don't need that much food. And so for me, it was like looking at that and not of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wasted all that money going to the grocery store all the time. But like, okay, is there a way that I could be smarter about this? Could I plan my meals ahead of time? Could I make a list? Could I get groceries delivered? It's about, like I said, I don't want you to focus on what you should give up, like never having fun again, never going to brunch out again. It should be like about supporting yourself, about what you're what you have to gain by budgeting what you have to gain by getting control of your finances instead of focusing on again the lack of like what you have to lose if you don't maybe get your finances together or save money like it should be a thing that you're working towards it should be encouraging to you instead of like something that you want to avoid
0: yeah totally for a long time and for a long time I let my partner manage all of the money like He did the budgeting. He knew what was in the bank account. He was in control of all of it because it made me so anxious. I just like let him do it. And then when we when we separated, I had to really like lean in and take control of it. I was like, this actually is way more freeing, actually knowing where everything goes. And I can even give myself because I can tend to be the person that just operates out of fear with money. So I could like say, here you go, Kristen, here's some money for you to spend just for fun. And it was like, it was so freeing, which is like kind of the opposite of how I had experienced budgeting before. Yeah. But just that it's so super freeing to, um, to kind of take control of it and see it or just like know like you're knowing the numbers is power right like knowing where things are um and instead of being like oh my gosh you you know ate out so many times you're a horrible person just being like oh okay cool i spent two hundred dollars eating out that'll be my like budget now right
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and i always say too fear is very vague right? So when you don't look at your bank account, or you don't look at your credit cards, you're afraid to look at your budget, like, it's so easy to spiral and think like, I don't know, if I look at my money, I'm going to realize I'm broke. And then I'm gonna like, freak out and have a panic attack, and then let me on the side of the road, right? Like, it's very vague. But I think once you start to look at the actual numbers and do the math, like, you'll realize, hey, I'm actually not that bad of a situation. Here's some easy steps that I can take to take myself to the next level, as opposed to like, being scared and not looking at it because you're I don't know, afraid to look at the numbers where it just never gets better. And you stay in that place of like fear and shame and guilt.
0: Totally. Yeah. Like as a first step, do you encourage people to focus on maybe like trimming a little bit off the expenses and focusing on how to bring in more? Or do you like encourage people to focus on bringing in more or heavily trim off the expenses or like, um, or is that kind of more of a personal personal decision?
1: Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with doing a little bit of both. If anything, if I had to pick, I'd say I'd encourage people to make more money because I have seen when I tell people to like cut down on expenses, it' like so easy to spiral into that same lack feeling of like, oh, I shouldn't go out. Oh, I shouldn't enjoy date night with my partner. I shouldn't go on vacation, um, which I think follows a lot of like traditional money advice. Like, eating beans and rice so that you can pay for credit cards like that's not realistic that's not a plan at least for me that I was willing to stick to and so I think if you know that you can keep those things if you know you can keep the things that you enjoy the most it will inspire you to go out and make more money so that you can keep those things instead of saying like oh because I'm bad with money I don't deserve these things so like let me just stay at home all the time and not enjoy my life so yeah
0: totally I'm a similar um when I'm similar in like coaching or, or, um, when we talk about business, cause I'm like, it's more fun to make more money. You know, it's like sometimes not as fun to cut your expenses, but like knowing where your expenses are and then being like, okay, cool. If I'm, you know, if I brought in this much more money then we could do these other things and it feels more like a fun challenge than a diet, you know, where you're like no sugar for you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> You're like that's no fun. I love Frosted Flakes. You know. <laughs> Do you have any like personal experiences of um, like working on changing your budgeting or changing your mindset? And what has that like opened up for you, or um, or even just like people you've worked with?
1: Yeah. So money mindset is huge, and it's something I talk a lot about in coaching um, because I've noticed. A lot of the ways that we do anything, right, is like based on our beliefs. And so for me personally, like growing up, I was a spender. Like I was the kid who would get my allowance and then immediately go to the store and spend it all on candy and then be broke for two weeks until I got my allowance again. And so that was a pattern that actually followed me into adulthood. Like I was like 23 doing the same thing with my monthly salary, which is a lot more problematic than like the $10 your mom gives you. And I was like stuck in a pattern of like, I would like get my paycheck, spend it all, And then be sad because like the rest of the pay period, I couldn't do anything fun. I couldn't go out to dinner. I couldn't do any of those things. And I was so frustrated by that pattern. And it wasn't until I like stepped back and looked at it and said, okay, what is the need that I'm meeting? What is the thing that I need to break free of that pattern? And so for me, it was a feeling of like being taken care of, being spoiled, feeling like I could treat myself to the large sushi platter, right? Like I wanted to feel like I could enjoy my life and not like, I can never go out or have fun or splurge on fancy gifts. Right. And so for me, the way that I was able to overcome that to break that cycle was meeting that need in another way. So I was like, okay, Jillian, what's a way that you can put that into your budget. Right. So like, um, for a long time, I would like make a budget and say like, okay, I'm not spending any money on food. I'm never going out. I'm not going to brunch with my friends this month. And I would set myself up for failure. Right. Because I love those things. I love to do those things. And so by contrast, when I started factoring those things in and saying, okay, you can't go to brunch every weekend, but you can go to brunch every other weekend at this place. I was more inclined to stick to the plan because I was meeting that core need of like feeling taken care of, having fun, going on adventure. And so that's what I mean. Like that's why it's so important to address those core beliefs, Um, but then also build fun, build excitement, build the things that you love into your budget and your plan.
0: I love that so much. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of traditional budgeting advice is like, don't have any fun until you've paid off all your debt and like done all of your things and like live in a mortgage free house. And you're like, well then (laughs) yeah, it's unrealistic. Cause
1: like, so I'm not going to have any fun. I'm not going to go on any vacations for five years while I pay off debt. Like while it does work for some people and some people do that, like it's just going to be more fun. You're more likely to stick to the plan and like not going to crash and burn. If you feel like you can have fun, you are taken care of you. Like you said, it's fun. It's exciting. It's rewarding instead of like feeling like it's punishment the whole time.
0: Totally. Yeah. And I love what you said about like meeting the need that you realized you had. Cause like, um, cause money is just like one way that we present to the world because it's like any fears or any things we believe in here. It shows up in our money. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up in how we treat ourselves and treat our community. And like, so money can like be like, hey, you don't feel like you're having fun. You're afraid that you're not being taken care of. And so coming in in here and realizing that and like meeting that need another way, that's so powerful. Um, Can you think of some other ways, like things that might be needs that are going unmet that are like showing up in people's finances?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a thing that I find with creatives, it's not necessarily like lack. It's usually that they have savings or like money that they're kind of holding on to because they're afraid of kind of that roller coaster that we talked about before. So they're afraid to invest. They're afraid to spend. They like feel like they have to hold on to money. But the underlying need for something like that is like the money makes me feel safe. If I invest it, some I'm like not smart enough or savvy enough to invest this in the right way. If I don't hold on to this money, then like what's going to happen to me and something's going to happen and I'm going to be homeless. Like those are some of the spirals. So usually it comes back to like safety, security, fun, lack. Like those are usually the things that I find that are tied to money. So if you find yourself like always setting a new savings goal, never able to pay off the credit card, that's a good sign that you need to look at maybe where you failed before when you've tried before. What are the things that got in your way? Like what is what stopped you? Were you about to invest and then you got paranoid and you're like, well, maybe I don't want to invest in this stock. Maybe I'll invest in another stock. Like figure out where you get stuck because those patterns identifying um, where you get stuck is a good sign of like where that need is. Are you like, don't feel secure? Do you not feel safe? Do you want to have more fun? Do you feel like finance is boring and I'd rather spend all my money on
0: vacations? Like whatever that need is for you. Uh, Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And like investing both in, you know, real estate or the stock market or even yourself, like for a long time, I was like, I can't invest in myself because like, you know, I'm a good budgeter and I need to have all this savings. And and like then to invest a larger amount of money in myself and see that like multiply, you're like, oh my gosh, why did I not do that sooner?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think too, like, I say this a lot as well, like investing is not just investing in stocks and bonds and real estate. Investing is also investing in yourself, in courses, in mentors, in supplies, if you're an artist, in new technology and a beautiful house to live in, right? Like there's so many ways that you can invest. An investment is just anything that you put your time, your money, your energy into that you expect to see a return from. So if you spend the time, spend the money, spend the energy on yourself, that might give you the best reward, right? Like because if you're coming from a place of like I said, safety, security, fun, adventure, like you're gonna be in a better mood. You're gonna bring better opportunities to you and just live a happier, more fuller life as opposed to maybe investing that same money, time, energy into a stock or a bond or something like that. So
0: yeah, I totally agree. I love that. Yeah, because because like as someone who used to just hoard everything away and like lived in a place that wasn't inspiring, I didn't realize that like, when you do invest in creating inspiring spaces around you and bringing more beauty and life into your own life, you go out and like your business grows and you personally thrive, you know, and I just hadn't thought about it that way. So I love that you said that. So I want to ask you about debt. Cause I feel like debt is like the big scary thing that like, no one wants to talk about and people feel lots of shame about. And I love the way that you approach it and um, that you can kind of like change your mindset around it. Like, what are some of your tips on debt? Do you think you should stop your entire life until you pay off debt? Or how do you approach that with your client? So no,
1: I don't think that you should stop your whole life to pay off debt. Um, but really the whole thing is like, for me, like holistic coaching. So it's identifying and also knowing how you're motivated too. So I think there's lots of different ways that you can approach debt, but I think getting clear on why it's important to you and how that's gonna benefit you and the long-term vision and where you're going, right? Like I am a personal finance coach, but I also have student loans. And so when putting together my financial plan, like sure, I could focus on student loans. There's a million things that you could focus on, right? Like there's so many ways that we can all grow. But I think focusing on the thing that's going to get you closer to the vision that you have, for you, it might be debt, for someone else, it might be investing in themselves, for someone else, it might be investing in their business, for someone else, it might be buying a home that's gonna bring them you know, light and love and they, they can have more friends over too. So when it comes to debt, I think it's not something, I don't agree that debt is like shameful or inherently bad because I think it's just a reflection of like, you were in debt because you needed money at the time. And like, it just is a reflection of how money was there for you in the past. And so if it was there for you in the past and like you were able to get maybe supplies or a house or a car, right? Like those things serve you. And I don't think it's inherently bad that you had to borrow money to get them. And so in the same way, I think if you have to go into more debt to like invest in yourself, to buy a course, to grow as a person, then it's not inherently bad. But I think, again, it comes all down to what is that vision? What are you working towards? Um, and what's going to help you grow and be the best person, creative, business owner, freelancer that you can be?
0: Totally, yeah. You find that it's helpful to like crunch numbers too because if you're like, okay, my vision is to grow my business to six figures or half a million and I want to do that in five years. And so maybe you have to take out some debt to grow to that point, but you're like, when I get there, I'm going to pay, be able to pay it off super fast. Whereas if I like stayed here and slowly chipped away on it, it would take a lot more time. Like, is there any kind of number crunching and like, okay, so I have a plan. And so I don't need to just like stay right here. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yes, I think not just taking out debt recklessly, but yeah kind of putting together a plan of like okay i'm going to invest in this $5000 course or i'm going to invest in this expensive mastermind or whatever that is for you
0: figure out how that's going to um serve you and or like college too right i mean like yeah. the same way or like extra you know education or equipment for your business yeah exactly i think crunching numbers
1: is important i think sometimes when you're looking at investments that are not, it's hard. It's a little harder to calculate. Like what's my return going to be on this course? What's my return going to be on this like new equipment for my business. Right. And so I think if you go into debt or if you go into investing with like the attitude or the mindset of like, I'm investing in this business and I'm going to see a return on this investment. Right. So it's not just like spending the money to spend the money and be like, well, I hope this works, but like going in with the commitment and the dedication of like, I'm investing in this, I'm investing in myself, and I know, I trust myself, I'm going to make the money back, I'm probably going to make the money back twofold, because it's going to grow me, and take me to the next level, and I think too, it just kind of comes back to that idea of abundance versus lack, it's not like, I'm spending this money, like, I need it to come back right away, like, I need it to be, you know, I spent a thousand, I need two thousand back, it's like, having that security, having that comfort, and pride in yourself, and that confidence in yourself to know, I will make this work, I will, get a return on this investment because I'm smart and confident and money savvy and all of the
0: things. Totally. Yeah. I like that you said that too. Cause I know sometimes people go into buying courses or being part of programs as like a, I, I need help. And like, I hope that this doesn't this, like, I hope this works, you know? And I kind of like advise against that. I'm like, knowing that you trust yourself and that you, you knowing how you perform best, like I, my business always thrives so much better when I have a coach. So I know that that is something that I want to continue to invest in for myself. Um, but just like knowing yourself and trusting yourself. I love that you said that. Cause I think we're just told, don't trust yourself. Don't trust other people. Like just, you know, uh, no. Uh. And, and I think it's so important with this conversation with money to like trust yourself <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then to like know yourself, right? So like you said, I know I work best with a coach. Like if coaching doesn't really work well for you, like figure out what works for you and invest in that. Like there's no right answer for everyone. Like, and that's why I also kind of disagree with like, you know, you get grow up and you get married, you buy a house, you have two kids and a dog. And like, there's no perfect outline for like anybody. So it's really what works for you. What vision you want, what you have for your life, like where you want to go. And then like creating a custom plan, creating something that's going to work for you and that like serves you, right? Like there's no point in like trying to do what someone else is going to do because like it just because it works for them doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any kind of like questions or places that you encourage people, like things to think about as they're kind of developing their own plan? Like listing kind of top priorities like maybe an example like what are some of your priorities or how do you base your own um you know financial plan for you and your business yeah
1: so this also kind of I think makes creatives a little nervous I think because a lot of us come from this like we're already kind of like out on the edge right we're like living a creative career maybe our parents or our partners don't understand our businesses so it's hard to dream and get big But um, a place I always say to start is like if everything went your way for the next like five or 10 years, like what would that look like? Would you be traveling full time? Would you work one day a week? Would you live on a farm with a bunch of like farm animals? Like what is that for you? And then picking one of those and scaling it back and saying, okay, say my thing is I want to sell my house and travel full time. What is one thing that I can do that I can work on that will bring me closer to that goal? So say, I'm like, okay, I want to live for a year in Europe, figure out how much is that going to cost me with my travel, with my business, like get a number. Maybe you decide that number is $75,000 to live comfortably. I won't have to worry about business. I'll have savings. I can like board my dog for that amount of time, like figure out what that is and then slowly start chipping away. But I think once you have that vision, once you've decided something that's exciting to you, that's powerful to you, it'll not only motivate you to do the steps that you need to do, which is like going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to save the money and work hard and like crush the business goals. Right. But it's rewarding because it's something that you want, not something that your partner wants or that you think you should do, or that your mom thinks you should do. Right. Like it needs to be personally rewarding to you. So like I said, getting really clear, like figuring out, like if everything went my way, like what is something that'd be really exciting about? I really, really excited about or love to do, and then scale it back and figure out one specific thing that you can focus on that will bring you closer to that goal.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love having it be something that like you get to dream about and you get to create because we're all creative. We want to, you know, we also get to create our life. That's part of being creative. Um, and like money is a tool to do that, um, which I think when I when I realized that they like, oh, money is just a tool to help me be more creative. It became so much more fun than when it was like money is something to, you know, control or to uh I don't know it ended up being a lot more helpful for me long term when I was like oh it's just another it's like a paintbrush it helps me be creative yeah exactly
1: I think people feel like their money is in charge of them like I don't really control it it comes and it goes like it's kind of the boss but like remembering that you're the boss um money is there to serve you to help you create the life that you want um And it comes and goes, it flows with your energy and your attitude and you serve others and they pay you for those funds. So it's like, it's not something that controls you, you control it. Um, And really not even you control it, you work together to kind of like create the life that you
0: want. Um, Yeah. I love that. Well, and what about I feel like one of the things that I hear a lot is like, I, you know, artists are supposed to not make money or you're a bad person if you make a lot of money or you know different things like that. Like what are some ways that you help people through some of that like that fear of becoming a bad person or um I don't know. Do you run into that? Yeah, of course. I think especially with creatives there is um I think kind of the
1: starving artist mentality which I hate. Um But I think it comes all back to um, having confidence in yourself and your art and your craft. So like I say to people when they're having a hard time, maybe accepting money or like letting themselves make lots of money or like save money or be successful or whatever that looks like, focus on the value that not only you're giving to the person who buys your art or your services or your coaching or your program or whatever that is you're giving them something like they had a problem. Maybe they, you know, um, were struggling to grow their business or having a hard time saving money or whatever that is. Like you are giving them something, right. And in return, they're giving you money, which you can serve yourself with. You can take care of yourself and your family and give to others and make more art to serve more people. Like it's not you ripping them off. It's you giving them something and they've give, them giving you something in return. Um and so that exchange is really powerful. And I, I encourage people not to shy away from it. Because there's a quote that's like, um, God doesn't make extras. And I love it so much. It was something that like um I kind of like shied away from for a couple of years. But it's like, we need your art, we need your passion, we need your talents, we need your skills. And like if we didn't need them, you wouldn't be here. So like It is your duty to serve. It is your duty to sell because someone out there needs your art. Someone out there needs your photography. Someone out there needs your course or your system or your just help and friendship and support and love. Like we're all here for each other. We all need each other. Um, And so by doing that, by serving them, by serving the world, like it's your responsibility almost to take that money in return. Like I said, we just all need each other. It's all part of the like big puzzle piece of the world. So, like, you giving your art, you giving your talent, you giving your expertise to the world, like, it's our job to give that back to you and, like, let us do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I love that so much. Thank you for saying that. And, like, um, the the exchange is important. It's like when you're in a friendship, if one person is just giving and the other person isn't, there's there's an imbalance. And so when someone buys art or buys something, that you've created, there's almost like the joy in, in giving the money for that too. You know, it wouldn't feel the same if we weren't investing in it. It's like, yeah, Yeah. I I bought art. I feel really good about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And like, if you just give and give and give and like, don't let people pay you or serve you back, like that's no way to live. Like you'll eventually crumble and like you can't pour from an empty cup. So like, it's so important that you let people fill you back up like you said it's reciprocal it's a it needs to be equal on both sides
0: totally totally well um where can people dive in more with you like where can people find you online do you have resources that people can go and search out um where do we start if we want to work more with you
1: yeah um so my website is atlanticbkf.com and i actually just launched a money confident course um, we're going through the first round right now. I'm really excited about it. It is how to set and achieve a financial goal in six weeks. It's been really awesome. We're talking about the vision, like we talked about the habits, the underlying like money mindset and things that get in our way. Um, so that's been really exciting. We're opening that back up in August. Um, but in the meantime, feel free to connect with me on Instagram. On my Facebook, on uh, my website. I love to hear from you guys. I love Kristen. I love this community. So, any way that I can help you and serve you and connect with you more. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Jillian. And thanks for being on the Porchcast today. Yeah, it was
1: my pleasure.